Welcome to Kafaru Cast, everyone. I hope uh, you are all surviving this global pandemic of COVID-19 and whatever other issues are out there. It is Friday. Big news. We are going back to work on Monday. Thank God. Uh, either way, uh, I'm with my lovely wife, Amy Snyder. She finally changed her last name. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> and uh, we just got back recently from Texas where we were turkey and pig hunting. Amy got her first pig. Amy? Yep. yep. That was pretty pretty exciting. <laughs> we we were with our buddies, Scotty Campbell and Diana, his wife, and, and his son, uh, Wes Campbell. We actually uh, used hog dogs for the for the pigs. Well, we spot and stocked for a couple of days, and then when Wes got time from uh, from work, uh, we used the the hog dogs, and then we hunted turkeys for, I guess, four or five days as as yeah. well. Yeah, we didn't see too many, but we we definitely uh, sat there and waited for them, but they didn't show up. Yeah, they didn't come to call super Mm-mm. super well either. They, it was okay. Um, I think there was a lot of shooting out of the gate that made them skittish of everyone for the most part, both where you were hunting and, and I was. So. Yeah. But uh, just we, we get a lot of questions. Amy, uh, to the best of your knowledge, what's your bow set up? Because I'm getting a lot of husbands asking me about their their wives. Um, well, it, the bow's the Matthew Avail. And uh, my, do you want my draw length is 27 and a half. It's 45 pounds. And my hunting bow, I think, is 46 pounds. And then... On my hunting bow, I have the multi-pin uh, sight, and that's a... Spot hog. This, yeah, the spot hog sight, and for my uh, target bow, I just have the single pin, but it's much easier to hunt with the multi-pin we found. And I'm trying to think of what else I need to... Stokerized stabilizer? Oh, yep, the stabilizer, which is new. I I didn't have that before. That's got this, that second arm on it, which has made it a lot easier to keep the bow stable than when I had um just the... The single arm that was I like that a lot better actually, especially when you're nervous and you're you know out there holding your bow and you're shaking or whatever. It's nice to have that second arm on there. So and then a custom Hamski Trinity yeah, they, arrow rest. Yeah, that was engraved. Um, was surprised engraved by my husband who thought he was being funny, and uh, my target bow says the Italian stallion on it, and my hunting bow says vegan free. So it was pretty cute when I got those. Ha ha. ha, ha. And uh, she has the Conquest quiver, which I'm actually a big fan of. Um, it can hold, I it hold, well, we put five arrows in it. I think it can hold more than that. And then it, it's just, it's nice because it's super, it's quick detached. doesn't make a lot of noise. It's not super heavy. Uh, it's got a double gripper, so you don't have to worry about the arrows wobbling around too much. Yeah, um, it's not noisy at all. And the clip-on makes it super easy to detach. I like that a lot. Yeah, um, and then arrows, you're shooting Black Eagle Outlaws. Outlaws, yep. 50-grain brass insert, 100-grain point. Four-fletch. AAE Max mm-hmm. Stealth, mm-hmm. Um, flying at a whopping, I don't know, I think it was 248 feet per second. Something like that when we shot it, yeah. And then uh, you've been shooting three different types, four, five different types of broadhead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have VPA three-blade 100-grain, um, cheap shitty rages from amazon yeah schwackers iron work, will though. wides yeah they work <laughs> uh iron will wides and iron will standards i'm not trying to overrun you here but i knew you wouldn't remember all that uh, no i wouldn't have remembered all the broadheads <laughs> for sure but uh i will say for those wondering you know with amy's setup she did shoot the ass of that owl dad with an iron will wide 
I think your arrow was 410 grains, might be 400. And you went through the ass cheek of that. Now, she didn't pass through, but you went into the stomach about nine inches through the thickest part of the butt cheek of that that, that owl dad. Yeah. Um, and then turkey-wise, obviously, she's not getting pass-throughs on all those because um, we're shooting pretty big mechanicals. Although you killed. Yeah, they passed through the turkey, the ones that I killed that actually that actually made a good hit on. Um, yeah, they they went all the way through the turkey. The pig, it went through but didn't pass through. Well, one of them didn't. Yeah. The other ones did. We had yeah. shooted a couple of times. We'll tell that story here in a minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was interesting. I, I, uh, I forget. I'm a bit. I'm good at some things and not so good at uh, others. And Amy's never been charged by anything. So, and that pig she shot was a big bastard. So, she got charged in the middle of all that. But let's talk about the the turkey hunting. We didn't get to talk about um, Nebraska either. Lay it on us. What happened with that? Uh, well, well, the turkey I did shoot in Nebraska was we were in the blind, or I was, I was by myself in the blind, right? Yeah. And then you, you were... came and got me. Um, Because nothing was happening. And you came and got me or you texted me and said, hey, you know, let's try to get out of the blind and go see if we can stock up on one. I said, all right, you know, there's no action going on. So let's do that. So you took me over. uh, We low crawled a little bit and and got up on a group of them. And there was a Tom who just started strutting and he was like at 40 yards and he he was facing me. I tell you, that's a much easier shot than trying to get him on the side, you know, when there's from the side because you just you can see exactly where to shoot him you know and and um, I shot him perfectly right through the right through the breast and he went down right there um, which we were looking for him walking away and he ended up just falling down right where he was so that was pretty cool but then after that Amy um, way oversimplified that story <laughs> all right you tell it <laughs> so well there uh, there was a bunch of turkeys that came from across the road, a pile of them. And so I s- snuck in the timber over to her blind, and there was a couple in trees at 10 o'clock in the morning, like playing around, like not roosting, but up in the tree. And I'm like, shit, they're right there. So we tried to call, and it's early season. That didn't happen. And we, we kind of shifted up, and, and as she said, they they saw, I'm sure they saw movement. So one of them, where there was a hen, and they just kind of walked to, from our left to right and they went behind this big dirt mound and I'm like trying to figure out how the hell am I going to tell her which one of these to shoot because there were so many and there was hens and there's Jake's and Tom's and and it wasn't easy to pick out a beard uh, in that huge group of them moving around and then one in the middle of that went to full strut and then obviously that was simple to shoot that one and yeah it was 40 yards one shot flipped it over and I was looking left and right to see if it was going to come out the dirt mound. And Amy was like, no, it's it's dead right there. Because I was to the left of her, you know, hiding behind the dirt mound. Anyway, yeah, so it, it, it died right there. And then, oh, you have to tell the story with the blind. So I kept, was it like the third day? Because um, you and I sat the one day and the one blind and Jake was at the blind in front of us. And I'll let you tell that story of how he totally jacked us up on that one. But Jake, damn it. But um, so then the next day they put me in this gun blind. And I, some of you may have, might have seen the story that I posted on that. But the gun blind, which is a, I've never sat in a, you know, as a wood blind, little tiny windows, which I was fine with. It was cold. I had the heater with me. I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. There's a door and everything and no wind getting in. So I thought this would be great. 
had no idea how hard it was going to be to shoot out of those little tiny windows because they're made for guns and not bows. And I'm not, I'm just not practiced enough <laughs> to have even thought about the impact of that. So I get a group of turkeys walking out. I, there, I think it was a Jake that I was shooting at. He wasn't that far, well, maybe like 30 yards. And I'm, you know, of course my adrenaline's pumping, my heart's pounding. I get up, I get the, it's in, through the front window of the door and I open the window, I slide it open and I'm getting ready. Now this is, I, this is a wood box blind yeah. with plexiglass, like eighth inch plexiglass, like sliding windows. That's literally the size of a shitter. It's, it's not yeah. big. It's the size of an outhouse. It, it's just, we didn't even think of, you can't shoot a stick bow through it. So, but it was, we thought it'd be good for. Amy. So, yeah, sorry. because it <laughs> had been sitting there for a while and the birds were used to it. And so they figured, hey, they this will be They walk by it good. every day. Yeah. So they figured this will be good for you. So, yeah. So I draw my bow back. I, I get my pin on it. <laughs> I shoot. Uh, I release my arrow and it thuds so loud, scared the shit out of me. I was like, what was that? Jake and I heard a couple hundred yards. <laughs> <laughs> Jump back. I'm like, you know, as far as I could. It's a small space. But and I'm like, what just happened? Like, you know, I, I was out of it. I was like, what? And I look down and there's my arrow right in front of me sticking out of the door. And I'm like, it, it just didn't even register. I'm like, how on earth did that just happen? But, you know, that was such a small space. I didn't account for like, you know, the space. And all I'm just so used to, you know, shooting in an open space. that So I had no idea that that was going to happen. And I go to pull my arrow out. My broadhead stayed in there. So that blind now has an arrowhead decoration um, that'll probably be there for a while because <laughs> so, it's in there pretty good. Um, but yeah, that kind of that kind of bummed me out because then after that, I was like, I don't want to shoot out of these windows anymore. So the birds heard it and they took off. And so that wasn't helpful either because then they were like, screw this place. And I didn't see any more coming after that anyway. So yeah, that was interesting and a learning experience. It's hard in early season in Nebraska just because the um they're all lumped together, so it's not like you, you know, we were there the year before, and, and I was there earlier in the season, and, and Amy and I came back later, and, and we were calling them off hens, and we were able to get them into us, but in the early season, and it was cold, I mean, cold some of the mornings. I don't know how, in the teens. Um, yeah, it was. Miserably it was cold, cold sometimes. Yeah. I had the so. whoopee, um a couple times, which was super helpful, um, wrap my legs in that, I mean. You know, I had long johns on and my good sick pants and everything, and it was still like, holy shit, it was cold. <laughs> so the Wibby was helpful. Oh, yeah. And then um, we had, we brought the MSR reactor and a wind burner, which is a cook stoves, but they work good for heating up the the blind. So people thought, I think people thought it was like a buddy heater, but it's it's a cook stove. We just, it works great for the, you know, for the ground blind or whatever. Um, so after that, that's when we went down to... To, well, to you need to, to tell him about what happened with with Jake because he needs to be called out on that shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so we're trying to figure out what these birds were patterning them so we can try and get the decoy or the blind in front of them because the decoys and calling's not really working. And so um, I move a ground blind way down to this far end, and there's a kind of a plateau where they'd come up and been feeding. And I so was like, shit, Jake, you can we can set up ours here and yours over there when they start to kind of feed around and. Jake said, well, I'm going to put it over here. Well, where he put it was where the turkeys generally come up from the bottom. And I said, well, they might not come up there. If they come up over here, we'll be okay. And Jake said, well, if they come up this way, I'll wait for them all to pass and I'll shoot one of the last few and then they'll, they'll all be by you guys. 
And that's not what happened at all. Um, I believe he shot the first two that walked yeah, by him. And then we didn't see shit the rest of the day, which whatever. I mean, I thought it was funny because he's like, well, I thought, man, what would Aaron do? He goes, exactly. and I was like, I'd probably shot him. And he's like, so that's what I did. But it was, he shot two, like yeah. 20 seconds apart. Yep. Mm. Yep. And we didn't see anything after that. <laughs> yeah. And with Jake, funny. you know, I, I, you know, I pump Jake's tires up, Frank's tires up a lot, you know, on different things. And the one thing with, uh, you know, with Jake, he's one of those people, this uncanny ability, something's going to hit the ground when he goes, he'll, he'll find a way, you know, Danny Clum's another guy. There's multiple guys out there like that, like one way or another, they'll find a way to get it, get it done. And, and, uh, you know, Jake is one of those very few guys that does actually get better or definitely does not get worse when animals are in front of him. And so it's funny because um, shooting two turkeys with a stick bow inside of 20 seconds, especially when they're flying around plucking and, you know, trying to figure out what the hell's going on, isn't the easiest thing in the world to do. And we got out early because there was nothing coming. I mean, he scared them off. So I went over and he's like, man, I thought I hit one good, but it went over here. Shit, it was dead beside the blind. We walked way down looking for it, and uh, we're walking back, and Jake goes, I'm a fucking idiot. It's right there. It was like 10 feet from the blind. And uh, he's like, I was concentrating once I hit that one on the other one to kill it so quick. I didn't even see it go down. It was laying by a log right by the, the ground blind. So it was a fun trip, though. Yeah, it was. Because you got one, and then I got two, and Jake got two, and then I came back, and Jake, then I got one spot in stock and then Jake got one with his daughter who's a tiny three in the blind yeah and uh and I it was cool because I was able to get pictures of that so it was a good a good trip and then we went then we went to, to Texas so with uh Scotty and Di Scotty's the guy I help out our dad with our dad and I hunted whitetail down there with them and uh Di is obviously his his wife and they he kind of does a little bit of everything. He got it in Montana for years with his dad. And then now he does a little bit of everything down in Texas, mostly focuses on our dad, but he had a bunch of different properties for us to hunt, you know, turkey on. And so the first day I'm going to run over and I'm going to go pee. Why don't you say what it looked <laughs> well, like from your blind to and, my angle? Yeah. And the la last year was my, the first time I went hunting and that was my first turkey. My first anything was with was down in Texas with Scott. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, well, the first, the first day. I'm going to go to the bathroom okay. and then you can say what it looked like from your view, because okay. I definitely got all the action. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Um, so we had blinds set up not too far, but it's like 300 yards from each other. And um, so we could see each other. And um, Scotty and I sat in one, Aaron was in the other one and we're waiting and we could hear him coming and, it, you know, sun starts coming up we can hear them they all come down you could kind of see them on the horizon they're coming towards us but they you know as they're coming in they decide to shift over because i we thought they were coming right to our blind and they ended up shifting over and headed over to aaron's blind so um it was you know a lot of sitting and watching and waiting and it was just kind of a weird dynamic but we ended up getting some that came close enough for me to take a shot and i took I think two shots that morning and I, I missed both of them. I think it was two shots. I can't even remember. I just know it was, it was either one or two, but I missed them. And, um, you know, I, you, you're excited. It was the, you know, the first morning and everything. I was all excited and, um, I'm not making excuses. I missed, but 
anyway, so then we watched them walk over and they, they milled around. It took them a while to get over to you, but they finally kind of came around to that side and we kept watching with our binoculars watching and they were going kind of all around your blind, weren't they? Like all different sides of it, but it was hard for you to get a shot until they came. It was like the right side of your blind from where we were sitting and we were watching and um, I missed when you took the shot, but I think Scotty had just put up his binoculars and he looked over to see how you were doing when you took the shot and hit that bird. And then I, then I looked up and saw it, but I didn't actually get to see your arrow hit it, but he did. Yeah, it was, um, it's just one of those things The turkeys ended up all coming over there. And then I shot, um, one decent one at maybe 14 yards and it, uh, died pretty quickly. It was a bunch more came in and I had my decoys at like five yards and there was a Jake for a while right in front of my blind, but there was one of the largest toms I've, I'd ever seen. It, there was this fence and I wasn't sure if I would clear the, the fence. And so I was waiting, thinking if this Jake was screwing around in the decoys that more would come. So I waited and waited and waited. I mean, it was like literally right by the blind. So I shot and uh, I hit that one and the other one started pecking my dead one and I launched four more arrows at that tom and I hit that fence every time trying to go around it and I didn't hit shit and there was arrows. It, it literally was like beacons of light that next morning walking in of arrows I couldn't find stuck in trees and shit because I was just clipping the fence a little bit, either my veins or the head, which I'll probably get crap about that being, you know, it's unethical to shoot through a fence, which it probably is, but I'd say it's just a turkey, so I wasn't too worried about it. But um, that night, I had a bunch come in, too, at last light, and then we moved the blind. We moved the blinds around a lot. And uh, and I went and sat in the other spot. I went and sat. Yeah. Yeah. And Scotty sat in that blind that we were sitting in, and you sat in your blind. And so all three of us were in different spots. Yeah. Yeah, because Scotty ended up shooting one the next morning, mm-hmm. a big, big tom across from me. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up moving the blind. And one of those, it was slow after that. One of those nights, 10 minutes before they were getting into the roost, two of the biggest toms we were trying to kill came in. I was purring just really softly. They circled the decoys. I thought they'd come to my right. They circled all the way around to the left. They got to, I don't know, it was 18 or 21 yards, um, which is a good shot for, for me. And I had curved my body around. And when I shot, uh, my limb hit the chair and arrows shot out of my quiver and nocturnals were coming on <laughs> and I didn't hit shit. I wasn't even close. Um, yeah. And so that was not good. And that was really the last action we had. Well, and then I sat with Diana the one night at that other location. She came and sat with me one night and I got, I had a Jake come in and I shot at him at like 30 yards and I clipped his wings. I mean, like he, he, flew away it was no pro I didn't hurt him um but I definitely got some feathers off of him but I was I, I shot left and uh not sure what happened there but um and that was it for the night then nothing else came in except a bunch of deer if it was deer season that would have been awesome I and mean, we had like 15 deer come um through you know pass through and it was like I don't know that was it like that's all we saw we didn't see any more turkeys um we did go look for that turkey just to see, we saw where he flew and he, we saw him go down. So we got out and looked just to make sure, but he was fine. So he wasn't, he wasn't anywhere in the vicinity. So he obviously uh, flew off and was fine. 
But then I think it was the next morning that I went back there by myself and got there before dark and, I mean, before light, it was still dark and got my blind and I'm sitting there and, you know, just waiting and sun starts coming up. I had no idea. And I did the story on this. She got in there like a ninja. Yeah, apparently (laughs) had my little red light on my, on my headlamp and everything. But, um, yeah, all of a sudden they start coming out of the trees right behind me. I had no idea they were right behind me and they start coming down and I was just like, holy shit, there it is. So it was a bunch of them. Um, I waited, I gave it a second until they kind of, you know, separated a little bit. I could tell which was which. And then I had a Tom get pretty close to the blind and he strutted up and shot him and killed him. He died maybe, I don't know, 10 feet from that. He walked off maybe 10 feet and died. So that was pretty exciting. I took a picture, sent you and Scott the picture, Tom down. Um, Then I'm like, do I need to wait? Can I go get him? I'm like, I don't want to go. I was so excited. Um, but I waited a little bit, obviously, and the other birds when I shot him. I didn't get the luck where, oh, I shoot him and his feather and the other ones were pecking at him. They just all left. So I didn't have a chance to shoot another one. But I waited a little while and then I went and grabbed him and put him behind the blind. And I sat and waited a little bit longer just to see if they were to come back and they didn't. And so I went out and cleaned them and did all that. So I tried to take a selfie with the fe- with the fan. That's really hard to do. I got a couple, but they look like crap. So <laughs> yeah, they, it's rough. The, my selfie game's not on point yeah. enough to do that. If I had a selfie <laughs> stick, you might be able to do it. Exactly. But I shot those two and I just took a picture. I'm laying by my pack and my bow because I'm, yeah. I'm not going to try. Um, <laughs> but the next day, Scott and I shot, sat a shit ton and so did you. And I texted yeah. Scott like right before last slide. I'm like, dude, you want to go hunt hogs tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, let's go. So, <laughs> so we went out the next morning, and um, I'll start the story, and Amy can finish it. We It was windy, super windy, and so much like mule deer or any other animal, most animals don't like the wind. And so we, we got on the edge of this hill, and I said, okay, honey, because um, Amy's getting into hunting, so I'm explaining stuff to her. I'm like, we can cancel out a lot of this entire what we can see in this topography from the wind. And we know they're going to bed on, uh, you know, different sides of the mountain where it's going to be out of the wind. And I said, you know, like that hillside there should be good. And so that's where we headed. And yeah. then go ahead and take it from so there. So we got out. Yeah. We, we, Aaron and I walked and um, walked through looking around everywhere and exactly where, you know, he was saying to look. And um, it wasn't too, too far of a walk that we went before, I don't know, all of a sudden we're, we're going and he's saying, no, oh, they should be like right around here in this area. And one was right there at the base of a tree, which we didn't see until he got up. I fucked up. Yeah. But well, <laughs> I mean, he, you know, they kind of blended in. It was when we were glassing, you, it's like, is that, nope, that's a rock. Nope. That's a shadow. Nope. That's, you know, a bush under the tree. It was, they blend in pretty good. So we had, didn't see it until it stood up. And then when it stood up, he's like, shoot it. So I'm like, I, it was, you know, I don't know. I've never shot pigs before. So I, I'm just like, I'm waiting for it to broadside. I'm waiting for it to get, you know, the, the kill shot and whatever. And I don't know. And so I finally shoot it, but it was walking, it was walking away. I shoot out, I miss it. And um, Aaron's like, you got to understand with pigs, just shoot it. Like, don't worry about it. You, you're going to probably have to put a couple arrows in it anyway. They're tough and whatever. So that was a lesson learned. He got away and uh, we kept walking, um, looking to see if we could find him and never did find him again. But um, we did see a bunch of them far away running. Uh, but yeah, yeah a whole anyway. family. Yeah. 
Yeah, when we when we got in on that pig, just knowing annual animal behavior, and I looked up and I could see, you know, the pig on the. He was kind of. He only ran about ten yards, and he was just on top of the hill looking. And he, they're blind as a bat, so they can't see that well. So he just started to walk left, and so Amy was behind me, and we were moving left, and and he was coming out um, from a tree, and I I could see him clearer than Amy, and I was like, hey, step over here, and right when she stepped out, he started moving. You know, taking a moving shot at an animal, I mean, obviously pigs, in, in my mind, have a little bit lesser value than other animals, um, which I'm sure I'll get hate mail for that, but <laughs> the uh, probably would have shot it walking, but a- Amy hasn't practiced that shot, so it was good on her not to try that, and so I tried to grunt at it um, to get it to stop, which didn't work. It just took off kind of walking. We got the next day, Wes came out with the dogs in the evening. Uh, we hunted turkeys in the morning. You and I went out around two to sit a little bit longer, yeah. and then we met Scotty, and uh, he had die with him, and then we went out and met Wes, and I and didn't want to tell, uh, what's that? And, and Casey. Casey. Yeah, Wes's <laughs> Wes kid, Casey, crazier than hell. <laughs> um, he, I didn't want to tell um, Amy that the chances of us you know, striking a pig in 80-degree weather weren't great. And I'm not a dog guy. I mean, I'm, I've been around him enough. So I asked Wes, and I was like literally five minutes or less than that before this happened. I said, man, what are the chances of us striking one of these from wind? He's like, not great. He said, hopefully we'll find them bedded because we were looking in different water, trying to find them bedded there. And I'll be dipped in shit. A whole family <laughs> ran across the road right in front of us. I'm like, Wes, right there, right there. So, you know, back of the truck empty, dogs running, and we get out. And Amy comes up, I grab my bow, and a little one, I don't know what it was, 50, 60 pounds, run out of, runs out of a bush. And I'm like, well, the dogs are going to get on that one. You know, it's behind. And shit on a shingle, we got up there, and that fucking pig was not the one those dogs got on. That one was probably, what do you say, 250 pounds? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, pigs. You said 250 pounds. I believe you. So <laughs> We had trouble moving it. So yeah. You go ahead and you give your version of what happened because yeah. it was assholes and elbows from there. Well, yeah, it was so chaotic. And, and honestly, you know, people talk about, uh, obviously, Aaron tells way better hunting stories than I do. Um, I leave a lot of detail out or I'm just not quite as, I don't know, anyway, detailed. So, <laughs> but when it's chaotic like that, you do forget. And people say that a lot, you know, like they, they shoot and they, it, you just go blank and you don't remember exactly what happened. So um, I remember... We get out. I have my bow. Aaron has his bow. Wes is like, who's shooting first? Aaron's like, I'm going to, you know, Amy's going to shoot first. So I'm like, oh shit, here it's on. So we get, uh, we run, you know, we hear the dogs, we run where the dogs baited up and, um, get, we probably should have let Amy know ahead of time they charge. Yeah. We've left that out. Yeah. And (laughs) well, so the, and the whole thing was, you know, we get up to it. I'm I'm a little bit afraid because the dogs are there and the dogs are on it. And so I'm just not, you know, I'm not sure enough of myself yet to say, especially in a situation like that, that I'm not going to screw up and shoot a dog. So I would have never been able, I would have never hunted again. I would have been like, nope, I'm done. Never doing it again. She's got two guys going, shoot, shoot, yeah, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, there's dogs. I can't. Like My brain is like, don't you dare shoot right now. So I'm waiting. Well, Anyway, um, finally the dogs move back away enough to where I'm comfortable. I shoot at the pig. Air goes in it. It's, st- it's sticking in it. Like it's, I hit the pig. So of course my next thought is, okay, well it should go down. Like that's normal protocol, right? You shoot it, it falls down. It did not fall down. 
I'm standing there, everybody's standing around, and all of a sudden that pig comes charging, and I'm thinking, I, you know, I just mm-hmm. hold on. See, I, so the 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 pig took off, and she hit it high, probably caught one lung, maybe two, or lung liver, and the arrow sticking out of it. Pig takes off. We all run, probably 150. We ran a lot farther than you remember. It did okay. It ran. We get back on it. So it was the second time that it charged. Ooh, yeah. Well, See, I don't second that. or third, and so and I. I Luck, I've been in enough hunts, I stay in the moment pretty well. So it's facing us, and Wes and I, I'm sure we'll get hate from this. We're like, shoot it in the face, shoot it, get another arrow in it. Because the, part of the problem is the dogs overheat. And we, I didn't tell Amy that, neither did Wes, because I didn't want Amy to worry. So we're like, get another arrow in it, shoot, shoot. And it fucking came quick. And I'm reaching, I'm stepping back, trying to reach out to grab Amy, and I just miss her. And Scott let, was there. To, yep. Yep. Scott <laughs> And he was, he had his, his hands around my waist. He was like going to pull me. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. but then the pig turned, but I'm standing there like an idiot, like just looking at it like, huh, <laughs> like what's happening? And then afterwards they, they, everybody was like, holy shit, that pig just charged. And I'm like, I, it didn't seem like a big deal because I was not in, You've in the moment. You've never seen anything fucked I, up either. Exactly. <laughs> I've never seen that happen. So I, it just didn't register. When I say it wasn't a big deal, not because I'm standing there, I'm so tough. It just didn't register as the danger that it could have been. It did not register. So- Well, I remember a guy came up to you and I said, hey, you need to keep your head on a fucking swivel. <laughs> this shit's serious. I say, those pigs will fuck you up. And yeah. you were like, I could tell- you're flushed red. Your hat was on backwards. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was, <laughs> so we took off running yeah. forward. Yeah. And that's when it went to the cliff, though. That yeah. time, wasn't it? Okay. Well, and I knew there was a canyon in front of us. Dark and West goes, Snyder, 100 yards, it's in the canyon. And I'm like, all right, well, it ain't came on, coming out of this canyon. So I crept up above it, and uh, you were right behind me. And I'm like, okay, put 20 yards right on its heart, kill it. And uh, dogs were running a little bit, but you, you shot. And then um, you said, get another arrow out. So I, I got another arrow just in case because this thing did not want to die. And so I got another arrow out and we waited a second and it started to like falter over. And then that's when it fell. So I didn't have to shoot it again. So it was three arrows that uh, I had to end up putting in it before it died, though. And I'm sure it died from running and all the blood pumping out of it. But yeah, it was a big I mean, that's what I looked at. Wes as like that pig is way bigger than it. I thought it was, and Wes was like, "Yeah, dude, that's a big, big pig." It so, was old too, because its teeth were all yeah, it was super rotten, old. and yeah, yeah, yeah. We we pulled its jaws open to get a photo, and it didn't have much for teeth. It was missing front teeth, and it's receded all the way down, and and it's pretty sandy down in that area too. And that that decay happens with that with when they're rooting in the ground. But we ended up driving around the rest of the evening, and then uh, probably a mile off. Wes looks over. I thought they were cattle. Yeah, um, me too. Wes goes, grabs, he goes, give me your binos. And he's like, shit, there's our pigs. And I'm like, well, fuck, dude, I'm down. He's like, I'll go. And we grabbed a couple of headlamps and off to the races. You guys got to we watch watched, it. Yeah, we watched everything. Um, I have a cool picture, actually. It's kind of a, it's a uh, grainy picture because it's nighttime or, you know, whatever. But they, it's Scotty and Diana and... Uh, Casey and Wes's truck, like behind Wes's truck, and they're all looking in the same direction, watching you guys go down there. But it was it. So what they didn't see, it was pretty cool because we watched them go down there. And of course, you guys know Aaron moves pretty quick, and Wes is tall, so he kept Wes up with Aaron. Was fucking moving, I was keeping up with Wes. <laughs> um, Wes was in front, yeah, and I'm like, 
I hope he can't walk any faster than this because I'm going to have to run because I could, I couldn't, my legs couldn't move any faster than they were going. And I was, you know, staying behind him and I'm like, fuck, if he starts going faster than this, I'm going to have to shuffle. And then <laughs> we had to cross three creeks. Yeah. And uh, you guys he moved fast though. Yeah. We got out there and like just under, well, I mean, we were probably 12, 13 minutes. So he cried, he jumped over a creek at one point and I did not clear the creek. I guess I was saving my jumping for later because I yeah. landed in the water. I was like, man, he can jump. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Well, so we're watching them go out. We get we see them out there. So, you know, obviously it's a different view from where we can see because we're up on a on a hill and they're down in the in the thick of it. And we're watching the whole thing go down and the pigs are over to the left. There's like a whole family of them. There's like three or four big ones and There's then three or four babies. Like a 400 yeah, pounder. Big giant one. And then the guys were going around to the right of it right of them so that you know they didn't wind them or whatever and they had the dogs and the dogs didn't even see them we went to the right so the dogs would pick up the scent but there was no wind yeah and the and so the dogs didn't see him and then all of a sudden diana goes what is that and i we look over and it's a coyote and i don't know if the coyote coyote was looking he must have been in the grasses stalking the pigs too um because there were babies and i'm sure those were easy but anyway so we're watching this whole thing go down we've got Wes and Aaron and the dogs, and they're, you know, heading towards the pigs on the right. The pigs have no idea what the hell's going on. They're sitting over there feeding, and this coyote's behind them, and he's stalking to the pigs to the other side. Well, all of a sudden, one of the dogs gets wind of the pigs and takes off and starts barking and goes. We see the dog running while the coyote comes in the other direction and runs right behind Aaron and Wes. And we were like, holy shit, they didn't even see it. They had no idea what was going on. But we watched this whole thing go down. It was pretty cool. And then we see the pigs, you know, obviously they saw the dog. They take off and they're into the bushes. And then you guys go into the bushes. And all we could see was from where we were was Aaron's knock. And I'm like, I think he got one, the knock. And Scott's like, I don't know, the knock, it looks, the light looks kind of high. I don't know if that's his knock or if that's their headlamp, but I'm like, I can't tell. So we're just like trying to figure out what's going on. And in the meantime, you tell him what was going on because we saw it after, obviously on video, but. Oh yeah, um, well we got in like super close and it was getting late. And the, the pig I shot was maybe 175 or so. It wasn't as big as Amy's, it was, um, I mean, he's a good sized pig, but not, not giant, but the, I was worried about hitting the dog. So I, I said, uh, you know, I said, Wes, I'm just going to get close. He's like, yeah, just walk up there, get super close. So I went to like maybe three eighths draw. So the broadhead wouldn't come out. Yeah. It went to shit after that. So I shot it like, I don't know, six, eight, 10 feet away. Uh, right where you, I mean, if anybody saw blood was everywhere, good shot. And that pig came straight at me and thank god i'm somewhat athletic i jumped straight up and brought my knees as high as i possibly could to my body and that bastard ran right under my feet and you could see that green nocturnal flying under me and going through the bushes and then it ran down about 50 60 yards and piled up yeah it was exciting i that video went crazy on instagram wes was he was laughing because you can hear Wes go look out snyder <laughs> uh when that pig was coming because i looked at it and i'm like left right no time. And I just went straight <laughs> up, <laughs> which I cleared it. I mean, it wasn't by jump. much. Yeah. And that, yeah. Fat white men can jump. Um, and then 
there was a bunch of guys. Hey, you look sweaty. Well, we ran a mile, yeah. and then that pig chasing around and that thing coming after me. And, and it was hot. Yeah, it was hot. We didn't have the good cameras. We just took a cell phone pic real quick, and, and it wasn't great as pic, but it was it was pretty f- freaking funny. And then, obviously, the, the dogs are pretty tired, and we struck f- five pigs on the way back in the dark, and Wes was like, fuck that. <laughs> Unless you want to kill another one, I'm like, no, dude, we're good. Let's go back. We're driving home in the morning. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was cool. It was a good trip. And, and Scotty and Wes, they're just hard not to to hunt with. And I, you know, on that note, I don't know if Wes does pig hunts or I mean, obviously they're 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 our friends. We just go hunt with them. But I don't know if Wes like takes guys out with that or what. But Scotty, he's the guy that does the Aldad hunts. Um, so f- for guys who have been bugging me that I haven't replied to, you're wanting to do one of those Aldad hunts. Just it's it's top underscore o underscore texas underscore outfitters um and then i'm gonna actually i'm not gonna do any shows this year so i'm gonna guide for them uh this whole year coming up as far as december january february march um for our dad so get a hold of scott if you want to do uh those our dad hunts they're super they're super fun yeah. he's got a couple crazy ranches yeah those that was a f- super fun hunt i mean it was exciting and uh, there's giant herds of them you know, like that you can, you can stock up on. And that was, that was pretty cool. I mean, that was the first time you and I had ever done a spot and stock was on that one with you. And uh, we were low crawling on the ground. And thankfully you held my bow for me because I was not practiced on I'm doing that low crawl. I'm low crawling. I yeah. was in the army. He's done, <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I'll, I'll take your bow. I was like, okay, <laughs> no problem. So yeah, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, it was a fun hunt. I remember looking back because I, I, I am not a fan of low crawling at all. And I remember looking and looking back going, fuck, we're going to have to low crawl up here. Um, and then we did, which worked out because yeah. we did a podcast, but John shot his and they all ran into the cliffs. And what what it was is they're usually, you guys were lucky. Like we kept saying, oh man, these things are super skittish. What It had snowed for two days and they hadn't eaten. They were hungry. Yeah, they wouldn't leave. They, they go up out of the Paladero Canyon up into these alfalfa fields and they didn't want to leave that alfalfa field. So- it worked out, you know, good for us. It did. It was funny because John, um, you know, we we were expecting to be there for a few days and we got there. John and I drove down together and got there that afternoon and I was expecting to get to nap and uh, we got there to the cabin and Aaron's like, get changed. We're going hunting. I was like, oh, shit. And we both killed our outads that first night. So we didn't stay very long. Um but no, I'm not complaining, but it was just pretty funny. I didn't expect that. I figured it would be, it would take a few days. But I tell you what, if you are going, if you plan on low crawling and doing some hunting, practice your Spider-Mans in the gym because that'll help. That's exactly <laughs> what it's like. I was like, that's all I could think of was, yeah, it's just like Spider-Man and in the gym. So, What's a Spider-Man? You know, when you're on the ground and you, you it's kind of like a push-up, but you've got your knees and you pull them out to the side and like up, it's it's like a oh, gotcha. ab workout. Yeah. Well, there you go, people. You're Spider-Man. So, <laughs> well, is there anything else you want to cover? I don't think so. Oh, you know what we should talk about? So, the new pack is um, oh, yeah. fitting-wise. So, we we're, Amy had an ultralight frame and a muskeg bag. Um, she had a woodsman before that. So, 
We've been training with a new, she's got a prototype, it's not the final version, but the suspension's the same. I'm gonna interrupt you, because let me just say this, and you guys already probably know this if you wear Kafaro packs. Every time I got a pack, I'm like, I like this pack, this is a great pack. And then Aaron would say, okay, here, we're gonna switch you out and you're gonna try this one, because I'm a guinea pig. And I would be like, I don't want to switch out. I like my pack. My pack, you know, I get comfortable with it. I, I like it. I know where all the pockets are. I know where I put all my stuff. And every time I'm like, you know, I pout and I'm like, I don't want to change, but I do because we need to try them out. And I always like the next one even better. And it hasn't changed. So this new one I love so far. Yeah. And we did it for a few, you know, the new one is, is, uh, the one she has is three and a half pounds and it's about 4,000 cubic inches, which is about perfect for, um, a, a, well, males and females. But as far as Amy going backpacking with this, she doesn't need an extremely large amount of, of, of bag size. And if she hunted, she's not going to be able to carry or I'm not going to want her to carry more than, well, depending on how far, 60 pounds, maybe 80, but 60. And so we're able to put the shorter shoulder straps. Those fit her a little bit better. She's got pretty long legs. Uh, it's on the 24 inch adjustment. Uh, this is the cutthroat and you, it seems like, yeah, you prefer this one better. I than like this one so far. I mean, it, we've just been using it, you know, hiking up the hill at home, um, doing a two mile hike up and it, you, you put like 20 something, 22 pounds in it. Yeah. So it's not, you know, we don't have it packed heavy, but we're walking uphill two miles. Um, and it is so comfortable. It just, um, I think with that internal frame, it just feels like it fits. It it feels like it's more part of my body. Like it doesn't, not that the other packs didn't, you know, obviously they're comfortable packs. Um, it's just, it it doesn't move around as much. It's it's just a lot more um, contoured, I guess, is the good word for it. But I, I love it. After the first day I was kind of, you know, I'm like, oh, I like my old pack. So the first day I was like, hey, it's pretty good. I like it. And then the second day, which was, yesterday that we t I got back up the hill I said I really like this pack like today was a, a, it was really well and there's other packs we come out with that don't you don't get to see or mess with because they're not conducive to what you're doing and that's the thing when we design these packs and you're the guinea pig it's usually conducive or caters to what we're doing and in in yeah the backpacking or lighter weight uh stuff and and so like if Amy went hunting, her pack wouldn't change. We'd still use the cutthroat because she can't carry a, well, you probably could, but we're not going to have her carry some ridiculous amount of weight. And so when, you know, people ask about, oh, can that carry moose quarters? Well, it could, but that's not what it's designed for. This is designed for scouting, backpacking, and guys that go backpack hunting that are lightweight and can't carry or don't want to carry um, a ridiculous amount of weight. You know, 85 pounds not an internet 85, but a true 85 is heavy, you know, and that's what we catered this to. And so it, it's perfect for, you know, kids, females, ultra lightweight backpackers, backpack hunters. But when you're talking about throwing a half an elk in, this is not the, the pack for that. But for everything else, like I said, we it fills a niche and and, and we feel we, we did pretty well doing that. Bender did a great job on it. You know, the bag was he and I, the suspension, he just took parts and pieces of what we kind of screwed around with, morphed them together, and he did a hell of a job with, with that as well. So Yeah, I'm excited to try it out uh, backpacking. Yeah, hopefully this it's supposed to be warmer and some of the snow will melt. So <sighs> Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, anyhow, well, everyone, um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate the support towards Kafaru. We really, 
you know, the Made in America thing, you know, I, we've made a few posts. One I deleted because it had Trump Jr. on it and I had to it turned into a fucking political debate, which I hate. All the post was talking about is we are 100 percent made in America, American components, things like that. The only thing that's not obviously our T-shirts. We can't find a good made in America T-shirt or hat. So we get those overseas. Um, all the packs, sleeping bags, all those things, the thread, needles, zippers, all of that's American made. Uh, we're very proud of that. And it seems to be swaying that way, um, you know, right now, as far as the outlook for Americans. And yeah, we, we're going to stick to it. We're happy we have so far. Um, we've had a lot of temptations and offers to go overseas. We just haven't done it. We'd make more money if we did. We just, we don't want to do that. And, you know, for people that complain about the price, I get it. Uh, but there's a reason it's more expensive and that's because we're not using, you know, shitty buckles and webbing and things like that from overseas. It's, it's American made and, and we're very proud of that. So we'd like to thank everyone for our for their support on that. All right, everybody. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Thank you.